0: everybody it's LOI Central with Dan and Johnny
1: Welcome along to LOI Central uh, we're reflecting on a bit of a, a mid-season crisis for Dan and I this morning which we'll explain and we've been distracted by Delboy our producer coming up with a plan for Dan to um, put a ponytail in his daughter involving a Hoover <laughs> Um, which is really weird I don't have a daughter and I, I don't even know if I have a Hoover but um, <laughs> yes yeah, so this was kind of is a strange Keith Long is coming into the show later on as well I might ask longer about that um, we are in association this week with Malone Financial Services and just to thank Chris for all his help throughout uh, the season you get a free financial review if you go there as uh, various League of Ireland personalities have been availing of um, and obviously this show couldn't um, survive without our sponsors who also are future ticketing um, who've been with us since the start of last season uh, the porterhouse brewery we have a couple of beer four beers giveaway uh, this week and uh, we'll have a, a big batch uh, going out across uh, the, uh, the the on the post service over the next few days as well to uh, the recent winners and uh, we're also in association with collar and cuff and like if i go into my instagram account dan Or rather, the LOI Central Instagram account. You've just messaged us about me wearing the blazer, like. I mean, do we (laughs) discuss anything anymore? How many times have you worn the
2: blazer in the last week? (laughs) Since the last show, how many times have you worn the blazer?
1: I'm getting a great old wear out of it. I think I dirtied it the other day, which was at first. I was like, just kept wearing it. More than once. Yeah. In the last week. Got comments about, like, photos of me and, like, what was the photo of me and the boiled sports lady at the... I mean, I didn't put that up. I what did. was that about it was <laughs> just like Thomas, your, the effect that there was like a was like sexual tension between us or something that, well that was not me yeah
2: that was just your own interpretation of it jenny talk to um, me about the hoover i'm not talking <laughs> about the hoover i mean i was i, I mean i've heard about managers giving the hairdryer treatment <laughs> i'm not sure what the hoover treatment would represent uh no i mean me and del were having an off-air discussion about um, you're on
1: s- child-minded duty Soul child i used to duty. think
2: it's some bizarre theory about using a hoover to do your child's hair i mean i find that Possibly weird.
1: Probably uh, not a Dyson. Might too strong.
2: I just feel like if if
1: uh, yeah, <laughs> <is> by <laughs> I'm Dyson. not sure how proficient
2: I am with a Hoover. I just feel there's a lot of things that could go wrong with that. Like, do you know what I mean you just do, you can do be, any housework? You
1: forget. I,
2: I I mean not really. I, I I do, but I mean I do it slowly and often badly. <laughs> And yeah. not very often. Yeah, I think That's um sort of like a it'd be like more of a cup run than a league campaign. <laughs> you know, it might <laughs> might have a you know, might have an upset in me by doing a bit of stuff around the house on an unexpected day, but in terms of backing it up the following week, very inconsistent. Yeah, but well. a bit of a you know, um Five minutes of madness Ireland-Armenia style Would be me doing five minutes of, like, Yeah, you've kind of decided transport. We're not really
1: going to talk about that I so just, much, I think so people like,
2: need a break yeah. from it because
1: um, 21s on the other hand With all the League of Ireland Underage players involved It's tough tough to take for them To be fair
2: Yeah um, Oh, that was gutting I mean, it was really weird Were you at TV last night? I, I was, I was like, that, Kind that, of
1: watching on my phone To an yeah, extent Yeah,
2: I, I mean, I was working But I, I still I mean, it's it's funny Like, there was such a that game to me was over after 50 minutes and it coincided with the penalty shootout and mm. I was writing about this today most of the bad nights of the EV, it's people streaming down the steps to leave early but what i always remember is the, the volume of people coming up after the shootout like they'd mm. missed the Obafemi goal or maybe they'd gone and they'd gone down but like there was like tons of them coming yeah. up it's like, it's like the point queue at the rugby games you know people were just coming up and I was like this is it was such a weird dynamic in the game, but unfortunately, like I think I was watching on my phone and corner of my eye in the stream that was behind, but you could hear the cheers from the concourse or the lack of cheers. There was the cheers for that one Israeli missed penalty, but unfortunately, there was more silence for for the Irish ones, and it's Alec. Uh, like, it is very fr- frustrating because I sort of feel. I look at everyone It's easy to say it now Like I think if they brought A lead out there It's a different story you But, tallow, but yeah. even Even in the second half There was chances Like Israel were the better team In the day And mm. they were able to bring Some of their first team players Back for it And they didn't have to play Because of the Russian situation There's a couple of things You know that Like That Crawford team have, have Sort of beaten the odds Like they're still sort of Throwing new players Into the playoff Like mm. Joe Redmond I suppose mm. Um, from Pats, like, all of a sudden is in the middle of it. He's played himself into it. This guy, Finn Azaz, who came on last night. Uh, Villa, on the limit, looked very good, actually. Um, Has Joe
1: Redmond played every second in the League of Ireland this season? Is that a tweet I saw this week from Dodge, maybe? I think he hasn't missed a, a second.
2: I haven't seen that, um, but... Um, remember, I was um,
1: outside his gaff a few weeks ago. I mean, that was a bit well, um, I, I
2: think he does. I think that's what I've heard. He's <laughs> installed home security. He's here again. the back of it. Um, we've you know, had Jim crazy.
1: Crawford on. We've had Rennie on. We've had, like, so we've a bit of a connection to this... Under twenty team have done amazingly well, and I feel very sorry for them.
2: Yeah, like you would have, I mean, there would have been players from the league probably in the mix and um, to be involved. I suppose the cycle of the campaign. Like, think of like Whelan and Kerrigan, both of whom have done mm. ACL injuries. I sort of wish Liam all the best with that. I'm Not sure if you referenced that um, since he was on. Like, uh, so
1: wish uh, sorry, young Kieran Harkin as well. Like, um, know, you know, it's Yeah, just, it's
2: it's um, ah, like it's it's tough because there would have been involvement. I'd say from league players in an under twenty one tournament next summer, which would have been a mm. pretty. Pretty cool experience, and that's uh, not something they're they're going to get to enjoy. But yeah, I, I've noticed we've started the show and not really spoken too much about the league, but it's it's a sort of a um it's a weird little time of the year i mean there's meant to be no games during the international break it, it, it's just shamrock rovers playing games basically i mean bows with keep long coming in so we'll probably talk a lot about it. they did go and win up in finn harps um but you have the two shamrock rovers games i know you were at the shells match i was in scotland or actually on a flight delay before flying to scotland watching as much of the match as i could but there wasn't a huge amount to see
1: yeah, um, mentioned as well, Ireland's 19th beating Hungary and uh, young Tommy Lonergan, who wasn't playing for UCD on Monday night, um, scoring, who's had an unbelievable run for UCD, who um, obviously lost to Rovers, but instead of a 1-0 win at home against a kind of a patched-up UCD team would have to change goalies at halftime, I don't know, like, the, the Shells game was strange because when you, I was at the Dogs on Saturday night and, sorry, the previous Saturday night. You were wearing the blazer? Talking to, I was actually, was yeah. I wearing, wearing the blazer? Either night actually I was wearing oh. the blazer, thanks to collar and cuff. Um, <laughs> it's a lovely blazer. Um, the, Alfie, the Alfie Moon shirt, by the way, that I was wearing, um, if you weren't at the live gig, there was a, I think there was a representative of the St. Mark's Club who towards the end of the night had had a few gargles on him.
2: He knows, he may not
1: have had a few gargles. He certainly did. I was talking to him afterwards. and uh, (laughs) So was I, he certainly He was like, Alfie Moon over there. And I was kind of my brain was frazzled at this stage I couldn't for a few, a few moments remember who Alfie Moon was but when I was buying the, when I was getting the shirt initially in collar and cuff I put it on I was like, Decky, I don't think that shirt is for me now but then when I put the blazer on it all came together but like my missus just calls it Alfie Moon ever since like put on the Alfie Moon shirts <laughs> and nothing else I've said too much <laughs> But uh, <laughs> what we talked about again?
2: <laughs> get the Hoover out.
1: The, the, <laughs> um, so at the Dogs, I was talking to um, a couple of the layers uh, who'd be Rovers fans. And they had been to Ghent. And then last night at the Dogs, the following Saturday, again, I got talking to a lot of League of Ireland fans coming up to me who would go to the Dogs. And this, again, Rovers fan, he was in Ghent. And he was like, oh, such an unbelievable. Like, I know we lost. And... Unbelievable experience. Great, like, atmosphere. Great town. And then I was saying to them, the previous... Are you going to Derry? Nah, I nah, can't go to Brandywell. So you're watching the game the Brandywell. It looked like there were hardly any Rovers fans there. Because there's so many big games at the moment. And the Shells game just felt a bit like that. Like, the, the Rovers end was full. But there was no atmosphere there. Like, the, I thought it was really, really flat. And the Rovers performance, Dan. Like, I, I don't know. I've never seen Jack Byrne pass the ball as badly. And it was... For me, it was strange. Because I'm a massive fan of Jack... Obviously, we've we've uh, had, like, live shows with them on the radio and all that. But his, his passing, and the pitch wasn't great. Graeme Burke was taken off after having a, had a spat with uh, Joey O'Brien on the sideline. Ferrugia was binned at half time And uh, it gave Derry City a chance. And I, I was thinking on Monday night, I wouldn't be amazed if UCD got something here. They didn't. But the title race is not over yet. Uh, the, rovers, for me... I have questions against him at the moment. That that Shell's performance, considered... Like, oh, by the, sorry, also, it was probably the worst game I've seen in five years in the League of Ireland. The first the first thing I've happened mm. when Dan Cleary hit the bar from a shot. That was after about 75 minutes. It was terrible. Mm. So bad. But it was almost like you're looking at Rovers. It's almost like they've had too much of a good thing at the moment. Then they got knocked out of the cup. They got hammered in Ghent. And they were very poor against Shell. So i don't know interesting times i don't know if there's something going on there but they i've never seen them play as badly as that including jack
2: yeah i mean i don't
1: and I, they may they will win the league probably
2: yeah like they just they just have enough in the bank to win the league i mean uh, like i don't know it's just i mean i feel like i'm just repeating myself all the time maybe they're
1: wrecked i
2: just think it's hard like it's like they've never been in a group stage before mm. like and like even if they were well beaten in in Ghent, like they like they are demanding games. Those European ties, they put a lot into them. Um, you know, the Jura Garden one week before they would have, and that's after like playing eight Thursdays in a row or say eight mm. midweeks in a row. Um, and even when they have like a depth of squad. They've still probably, like, to some players were playing all of the games and some who haven't been around at all. You'd know, like to see, I don't know, Lee Grace, Gary O'Neill. I'd love to see the minutes they've done. Andy Lyons probably hasn't missed much, although he would have been on international, obviously, the last, against, last week. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then in other positions, they're rotating. But
1: I think Pico coming back right now, which must be, he must be very nearly there. I think it's massive for them. I just, the lift that he'll give them, fresh legs and his presence as well
2: I, I don't know what it is i mean like maybe as well like the general sense of a feeling like we're the, the group stage thing is is massive it's huge but it's almost like they've got there and it's there's it, it hasn't maybe grabbed people in the way that it might normally yeah. because there's so much football on at the moment yeah. like yeah. it's such a congested campaign like i'm going to Malda next week uh, for for the game, I, I bet you, you wouldn't even if I'd said to you like, do you know what game is next week? Maybe you wouldn't know instinctively, but it's just like it's mm. off to back. It's international. Everything that's going on, um, and it's like that's a, like a really big game from away to Molde next week. Well, but it's pivotal in the group, but there's, there's mm. obviously a sense of there just there's a lot going on with them in terms of um, of other of other stuff. You know, and it's like the, the league is suddenly. I remember before it started, there was a sense that they had the yeah a bit of breeding space to enjoy Europe and a little bit of that breeding space is is gone um
1: it's also the fact that Derry have been on an amazing run they've like had like five what are they five wins in a row without conceding and uh I did speak about this last week I thought Derry's form to Brian Williams rovers um was stark in the sense of how much better they were but then I was wondering when I saw rovers against shells I was like well what are rovers actually what levels are rovers at at the moment um so I, it's not, the, the, I'm going to the game Friday. I'm really looking forward to it. I think uh, the, I was at the, the corresponding game when Derry won 4-0 against Pats and there was an outstanding performance. They're hitting form, but Pats have been in outstanding form themselves. So you're just hoping in terms of the tight race, obviously Dan, that's, um, you know, if Derry win, it keeps it going. But Derry are still obviously, um, they're fighting a the war on a couple of fronts and Pats are bang there in that battle to finish third.
2: Yeah, and the Dog Pats thing. I suppose like that Dog Pats game is going to be crucial for that and that I believe is next week, so we'll talk mm. about it more then. I'm just thinking, yeah, like I'm in Mold next week, so I'll probably be dialing in from there. Um so I I don't know, may, maybe Rovers like they have a a bit of a week from Monday to Saturday this week with the Sligo Rovers mm. game and then after that they've it's probably their most normal run of games maybe between now and the end of the season so you'd like to see that reflected but we, we, we'll talk the Rovers next week I think probably um, oh yeah the one thing we need to talk about uh, Mr. Galway United fan here uh, I'm hearing a rumour that you've booked your 40th for the night of the playoff final have you lost so, have you lost confidence I, in Galway so much
1: I, I it's there's a roughly give or take 25% chance we get to the playoff final because we have to win two so what are you going to do if to get through I'll have to just change it and bail on them because I don't think it's a big idea that they need it booked out every. It's, it's it's actually on my birthday, so it's like. You're gonna cancel? Which do you mean? I, I'm I'm extremely flaky. Are you gonna
2: cancel the four? I mean, I know you're extremely yeah, flaky. Yeah, you know that yourself. Back so into the I show, could six just
1: seasons. Um, move it to the following night or something. Um, Longer's birthday. Keith Long is going to join us shortly. Is only three days after mine. As it turns out, he's fifty next year. I'm forty in two months, and uh, I'd like him to tell me, is it. Okay, to be in your forties, is this? How's it come for you so far,
2: um, Grand? It's been okay. Yeah, yeah. I She's mean, you are in unbelievable
1: form in Astro last week, so have to say, I was spitting on the ground as you put one ball in after <laughs> the one ball in after the other, left and right foot.
2: <laughs> if you just play against aging thirty-nine-year-olds, that's uh, that's obviously good for your confidence. Mm. Um, there was one wo-
1: other thing I meant to say to you before we uh, uh, wrapped uh, up. Well, um, we need, what we need Park to City to aren't in action this week as, in as well, which is key in the first vision race, but the battle for. um the battle for that uh, playoff final spot is going to be fascinating. Um, Yeah, but
2: there's a long, there's a long break. Uh, It's funny, like Cork, they're waiting for that coronation night, but there's Mm. obviously a long gap between them. Um, But that's obviously going to be next Friday as well too. Um, The quiz, we should mention, last week's question related to the manager of Waterford in the 2004 FAI Cup final it was of course Alan Reynolds who then signed for Shells as a player the following year. Um which is uh, who's our competition winner this week, Johnny?
1: Our competition winner this week is uh, Owen Tubbert. Um, ah, so I think co- you might have a
2: I think you might be a Waterford fan as well, if I'm not beautiful. mistaken. Well, um, there you go Owen have four to,
1: a lovely uh, cans of beer from the Port Harris Brewery and uh, They actually opened up the tapped bar the night after we did the live show. So we'll have to call in there soon, Dan, um, and get tapped. Um,
2: Well, you're tapped already, son. Yeah. um, Um, uh, This week's question, and it's topical related to uh, our guest coming in, because we can't actually talk to him about it, because he might be tempted to give us the answer. mm. But um, Keith Long was part of the Dundalk League winning team in 1995. Can people name the footballer who won an All-Ireland title with Down and a League of Ireland title with Dundalk in the
1: 1990s. Good shout that. Um, Will we go to Keith Long? I think we will. Uh, Keith Long is in the studio now. I have to say, Keith, there was a moment or two in the game last night and God knows, plenty of time to think about anything that wasn't on the pitch last night because it was like an absolute snooze fest, I thought. I was thinking, what's it like for Keith Long to now go to a game like this if he's at the game and just think i'm detached from this now i don't have to think as a coach like i'm having a little bit of time off
0: yeah well one of the benefits of um being unemployed at the <laughs> moment was uh the the Ability to go and watch uh, a game of football in the evening. So it was, uh, yeah, it was it was good to be there uh, last night. Um, it's been a while since I've been at some of the senior international games. I went to the under-21s game on Friday against Israel in Tala Also, mm. So different, yeah, you're looking um, without any pressure, but you, you also feel the emotions and, I suppose, the pressure that, that the managers are, are under.
1: I, I don't remember your time at Bray that well, but I do remember your time at Lone. It feels like you haven't... Being out of the game, I had a break for like the guts of a decade at this stage.
0: It's probably longer than that, mm. Johnny. Uh, so I, I um, finished up playing with Bray. <clears throat> um, the less we say about my playing career, I think the
1: better. A bad I, um, do, do, I mean,
2: uh, that's it. But I, I remember watching uh, Keith Long as part of it, 1995 to The, the first sides. first yeah.
1: league goal was in Terryland of all places. Ah. Yeah. I mean, I
2: mean, well done on shoehorning a goal we referenced uh, earlier, Johnny. Yeah. Pretty yeah. impressive. Um,
1: um, but you, like that must be a bit mad, like you, because life is what happens when you don't have a break in a way. Like it's like you, now you have finally some time to say actually what's going on in my life you know well
0: my daughter was born um i retired from playing at bray um my my eldest daughter was born and um I, I decided that you know hang up the boots i was sick of being put on my arse by the likes of wes hula and players like that and um, you know i was coming to the end uh, knocked around a number of clothes pats done and obviously finished up my time having returned from australia at, at bray Wanderers. so Met my wife. We had we had our, our, our first daughter, and I thought that was time to step away from the game. But <laughs> six months uh, six months after my daughter was born, I get a call from Matt Britton, um, who I would have played with at uh, you know at Saint Joseph's Boys as schoolboy players. We would have would have played um, together at Dundalk, and then we played uh, at Bray Wanderers. So Matt gave me a call to come down to Dorky United. So. Um, to get involved with the team to play to coach you know and i quite enjoyed that and um you know again it gives you an entry level and um, it gives you a taste of coaching so mm. i'd done a number of badges over in the uk when i was a player there um you know decades ago i had done a. is
1: that stoke is it
0: that, that's that stoke mm. yeah yeah i had done a, <clears throat> uh, my entry-level badges um in the UK, done them again when I came back to Ireland. Played at the um, the football course in League Slip with Morris Price, Jimmy McDermott. So would have done mm-hmm. some of the early coaching badges there as well. But um, put them to the side, concentrating on playing football. Got the call from Matt, went down to Dorky, player coach down in Dorky. Enjoyed it. Uh, got a call from Eddie Gormley to go back to Bray um, in and as a manager with Bray and. I suppose I got a taste for it, got a flavour for it there. And, um, you know, done my coaching badges uh, uh, through the FEI. Uh, Noel O'Reilly was brilliant to me uh, on some of the early courses. Niall Harrison, people like that, great people. Um, uh, And really enjoyed it, enjoyed the the coaching side of the game. I felt I was trying to make up for lost time because I disappointed myself in my football career. Why so? Because I probably wasn't as professional as I should have been. You know, it was a different era, different time. We enjoyed ourselves after games. Um, and uh, to the extent that, you know, I was in successful teams, I was in successful squads, at successful clubs. But, um, you know, um, I think I didn't uh, really maximise my, my potential as a footballer, be that in the UK or, you know, the career that I had in League of Ireland. Mm-hmm. So I went after the coaching Um You know, to try and make up for, like I said, maybe the disappointment in myself in terms of how I would have, how my career football wise went. And uh, I really enjoyed it. Enjoyed working with players, working with young players, young people, um, and, and trying to improve them, trying to add value to. Uh, I suppose what we were trying to do and to try and help them in their careers in a small way if possible.
2: Yeah like like management is so all-consuming like it's I I can't imagine there's a day of your life in the last eight years or almost eight years where you weren't thinking about something or taking a call or sending a message or seeing something and that reminds you about something else or whatever. Have you been the last few weeks like do you know yourself in the sense of suddenly not having that you came on sense the show of, anyway, so that was a signy
1: change, yeah.
2: <laughs> not, 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 not having that, like, sense of purpose, you know what, I mean? you I know what I'm not listen to you any longer, Johnny. I <laughs> had to get TC on. <laughs> you, you know, so uh,
0: I, su- I suppose the, the first couple of days, there's plenty of calls, plenty of messages, plenty of messages of support, and then, you know, the phone goes quiet, and that's it's quite difficult to, because mm. um, I'm checking, you know, you're involved in so many WhatsApp groups. You've got the team group, you've got the staff group, you've got a performance group um you've got a kick group you've got yeah. a board group you know you got all sort uh, all, all sorts of whatsapp groups and and suddenly the phone uh, stops and yeah it's been it's been different yeah i've got i've had to recharge i've just been doing normal things spending time with the family uh, yeah. being there at dinner time uh, around the table um my girls i've three girls and they are they're a little bit confused as to why daddy's here at this moment <laughs> of time. Well, yeah, the older yeah. girls understand the 10 year old is wondering, you know, she was very, very disappointed when I, um, you know, I was sacked from both because she was wondering what I was going to wear because I know, you know, he can't wear his bohemian's gear anymore. <laughs> What's he going to wear? He's got no, he's got no clothes. So it's been just the normal things. Like I said, things have, um, uh, have been quiet, um, after the initial couple of days. Um, I think, um, some of the supporters got in touch with me as well and there's mm. been lots of well wishes and good messages from people around the game uh, people that I, whose opinion I would value
2: and trust and uh, that means a lot to me that support so in that time like those first couple of days and I know you spoke on the the uh, the LA show with ushin um like I I'm still at the stage where you're sort of reflecting over what happened you know like what happened in the last year you're sort of you know, I mean, you're, you're obviously just that point where you're in the middle of it and you come out of it and it's very fresh. A couple of weeks later, do you think about things differently, you know, in terms of how you reflect on, on that last, that last, last year? Um,
0: <clears throat> well, of course that's part of, um, you, you know, the process really, isn't it? You know, to reflect, hmm. to, to look and analyze where you went wrong, some of the failings, uh, also some of the, the learnings, you know, so, um, uh, this year was 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 really challenging um, on many different levels, um, yeah. on and off the pitch. We we it, it would seem uh, that it was a rebuild too far. Um, like you said, I'm seven years, eleven months at, at Bohemians. Um, you know, it was it, it was um, an absolute privilege to 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 manage the club for so long. Um, and and like I said, it was probably a rebuild too far for us this year. We lost a lot of key players and. Uh, and again, the narrative is: is bows continue to lose pl- their best players. They bring their young players to a point, and they they lose them. Whether they go, to, they want to further their careers in the UK, or uh, they move sideways here in Ireland. Um, you know, uh, but but essentially, it, it became you know results weren't weren't good this year. We got to got to hold up our hands. Um, I would, I would argue about last year when people, you know, some of the, the narrative and the talk around uh, some of our supporters was that we've underperformed for a year. The reality is uh, we've outperformed our budget for, for six of the seven or seven or the eight years that mm. I, I was at the club. And, um, you know, we've disappointed this year. Results weren't weren't great. Um, performances equally so um, were very, um, very sporadic up and down. Uh, we didn't hit a consistently high level of performance every week, which we we had done in previous years, and that that was disappointing. But it's a results business, and the 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 reality is the manager loses his job when when things don't go well.
2: Yeah, because I mean, it's it's funny we mentioned that you were at the Ireland game last night, and I don't want to go back into discussing the Ireland game again, but. You, know, you look at a team that's given up a lead, and I suppose I think earlier on at some point this season on, on the show, or there was this thing going around that like at the sixty-minute mark in games, like Bowes would be almost top of the table if you stopped it then, and there was a lot of concessions and people would talk last night about Ireland. They would say was that leadership that was lost, or composure, or someone to you know the game management would be the phrase people would use. But like, is that something that was was lacking this year that there was positions of control that were seated. Easily, you know, and that yeah. obviously must be a particular frustration when you look back on it. Full well, we heart games
1: comes to mind in that. We yeah. were heading so many
0: games, mm. and you know, we either drew those games or, or we lost those games and lost them late, you know. So, um, at the start of the year, we, we there was a leadership void in our group because we lost our captain, we lost uh, Keith Buckley, um, we lost Rob Cornwell, our vice captain, um, and it was felt, certainly, I felt that. I wanted a leader to emerge from the group uh, this year. Um, there, there are academic studies <laughs> in relation to the role of the captaincy, why you would pick a captaincy, what attributes does a captain need to have? And we were we were hoping that a, a leader would emerge. I think I, I named uh, Tariq Wilson. It wasn't a rotating, rotating captaincy or a floating captaincy or any of that type of stuff. I named Tariq initially as our captain because... Um, in pre-season and obviously we'd worked with Tariq the the year before um, we felt he had you know the leadership skills you know potentially to to captain the club Um, hindsight would tell you something slightly different that's not a slight on Tariq Mm. the the armband was probably a little bit um, weighed a little bit heavily on him Mm. and and we rotated Mm. it um, to a point where, you know, uh, uh, Jordan Flores, captain of the team, Kieron Kelly, captain of the team, Connor Levinson, the captain of the team. So uh, we didn't nail down um, a captain uh, at the start of the year. Uh, and like I said, it was because we wanted a leader to emerge. And, you know, in my opinion at this moment in time, um, you know... Jordan Flores is probably the outstanding uh, leader in that dressing room, and um, we did ca- uh, Flores did captain the team at times. He he obviously had injury recently, um, and and I, I suppose that's we came to that point where yes, this this is the guy that we can. Uh, rely upon this is a leader of men in our dressing room Um Keith Buckley like I said had done that previously Derek Pender was my captain for for six years prior to that so and they were real leaders they were men mm. uh, that commanded the respect of the dressing room that ran the dressing room for you as manager and um, and assisted with me and all the
1: and all the things that go on in in, in a dynamic changing environment. Mm. How so the Buckley loss was like you don't you don't see that necessarily sometimes you see him on the pitch but how big a loss was Keith Buckley
0: well it's it's he, he was a, along with Derek Pender like mm. you, they were spiritual leaders leaders mm. at the club um,
1: they almost epitomised
0: what it was yeah, about like, fantastic. yeah fantastic they got it they mm. understood what it meant to play for the club and, and uh, I think I've said this before I'm on record as saying that the Bohemian supporters want to see themselves when they come in to the ground, they want to see themselves on on the pitch, you know. And uh, you know, Buck, Buckley Keith, um, you know, represented the, the 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 terraces really well by his performances on on the pitch. That industry, that honesty, uh, playing for the jersey, what it meant to play for the club. He understood the club, and and don't underestimate Keith Buckley's a good footballer, yeah, yeah. really good footballer. You only have to look at his performances in Europe in Europe last year. When when I felt he was absolutely outstanding, so and prior to that, obviously it was Derek Pender. So these are footballers that are from the street, right? Mm. So uh, uh, Bucco is from is from Townsend Street. Derek is from uh, is from is from inner city Dublin, and um, you know they haven't had life easy. They haven't had things handed to them. Uh, they've had to overcome lots of obstacles, lots of challenges in their lives, and um, you know. That's why leadership is natural to them, you know, mm. because they've had to go out and forage. They have had to go out and work and graft. They've had to go out and and, um, uh, and, and be providers in some cases for their families and stuff like that. And that's, you, you, you mm-hmm. know, in this modern day, um, you know, these are guys from the streets that understand what it meant to play for Bohemian Football Club. And that's what I saw in them. And that's why I felt they represented a club. Uh, you know, in a leadership uh, capacity,
1: uh, such as captain. And when, when, when your own mother passed away this year, was that something like? How how do you deal with something like that? Uh, um, I would have had a friend who lost his father, who was quite elderly. But I, I've seen the impact it's had on him. It's I've I've been taken aback by how long it's taken to recover from it, despite the fact his father was like in his mid eighties or so. And did you have to just go straight back into it then, when your mother passed away, or do you have time to even grieve something like that as a football manager? Um. Well, I suppose life goes on,
0: uh, Johnny. So you have to you have to get on with the the day to day. So, um, uh, my mother meant an awful lot to me. She she raised me from uh, the time I was twelve. Uh, my father passed away in nineteen eighty six. So that's a, a long long time ago. Um, and my father gave me a love of football. Mm. He, brought, he brought me to football games. He brought me to Ireland games. He brought me to. Uh, games in the borough inverted commas mm-hmm. uh, where we are in Dunleary. Um so lot, lots of big games lots of big clubs tech uh Dunleary Celtic you, you know Workman's Club Dunleary, you know it was a hive of, of football mm-hmm. back in, in in the early 80s so I would have gone to a lot of games would have went to games in Daly Mount watching Ireland play I was at the famous Ireland Italy game it was, wow. I was given the love of football from mm-hmm. um, large, yes, well I, yeah. I'll give you a little 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 story so um the crash barriers. You're in the mm. on the terraces on the at the Connick Street side. The place is mobbed. We walk in myself, my older brother who's nine years older than me, uh, my dad. Uh, we parked the car up outside St Peter's Church. I think we threw the car up on double yellows. Walk across into the Connick Street. It's mobbed, and, and my dad produces this uh, stool that he made. You know, so so I could see the game, so I could have a vantage point. I stood in the stool. Um, my dad on my left hand side and uh, brother on the right hand side so they they protected me while I was standing up Boy, I don't mm. know what age I was 9 10 at that time whatever it might have been but um you know that's 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 something that nobody can ever take away from me that memory you know with my brother with my dad how does that affect to watch you game. when
1: your dad dies that young like when you <laughs> well listen
0: it's a long long time ago oh. i suppose you asked me about my mom mm. um my dad was sick um, mm. and uh you know, it was uh, he, he. He passed away at home and mm. um, peacefully at home around his family. So um, he was obviously 53 years of age, young man. And mm. um, my mother was left. Uh, my mother's a number of years younger than my dad, um, as it would be in that generation. Mm, mm. Um, so she was a she was a young widow. Um, she had four kids to raise. My brother was was married and got, uh, had left home, and my older sister was doing well in her career. Um, and it was just my, my my other older sister and myself in the in the house when she raised us both. So um, that was difficult, uh, tough. You know, it wasn't a lot of money around in those days. So mm. um, my mother had to work, and and she showed me the value of work. Um, you know, she did two or three jobs <clears throat> at various times to try and keep, you know, keep things and keep things going. So uh, I think, um, you know, you look at those values, you know, uh, of mm. the people that are close to you. Um, and, uh, you know, my mother is my hero. Absolutely. Mm. I idolize. Um, yeah. You know, my mom, she done everything for, for us as a family. Mm. Um, she was an inspiration to me. You know, by her, by her actions, what she did on a day-to-day basis, um, her selflessness, how she put, you know, me at the top of everything, and um, I'll, I'll forever be grateful for that. So,
1: you know, it, it was difficult when did this she pass year. Away? Was it February, it, in February, yeah. 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 So I guess you get text messages of condolences and people come to the funeral, but then you have to get on with it on the Monday or whatever. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Back to your point. Yeah. So I've gone on a bit of a tangent there.
1: So um,
0: yeah, it, it's it's tough. Um, you know, my mum was, was 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 sick. We made it difficult, and these are conversations that people are having across yeah. the, mm. the the island. Um, you know, we had to put her into a nursing home for her own safety. Mm. It was a really difficult uh, decision to make as a family. Mm. Um, we we had her at home for three for four or five years, and it became unsustainable for mm. us as a as That's a family. It's really 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 mm. tough. But she, but she was sick as she went into the nursing home. Within four months, um, she had passed because I think, you know, maybe, maybe. Her, her spirit was yeah, gone. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that Yeah. So, but you're, you know, the club were brilliant to me at the time. Mm. The team, you, you know, were fantastic. Trevor, Derek, Chris, all, all my backroom staff were, were absolutely fantastic. The, you know, the club. You know, being the club that they are, were, we're very supportive of me. Uh, the messages that we got were, were brilliant. But I suppose you, you want to get going again. Mm. You want mm. to get back to work. You want to try and have that distraction. But the reality is it's with you daily,
1: mm. you
0: know, um, that you're still dealing with, with, with the loss of a loved one that has really shaped your life. Mm. Um, yeah, so it, so it has been challenging, but you, you know it's been a difficult year mm. on many different levels. When you look at what's happened at Bowes this year, you know with with with, with Derek Monaghan uh, passing yeah. away recently, you know Derek Penner's mum passed away, um, or his ma, you know, mm. let's uh, you know passed away last week. So it's been it's been really tough um, for for a lot of people, at, at Bohemians this year, you know and you know, we've disappointed a little bit on the pitch, which hasn't, well, more than a bit, I'd imagine, but, you know, which hasn't helped, the, uh, you know, the the atmosphere around the place.
2: Mm. Like, I, I sort of, I mean, it feels almost insensitive to go from that to sort of back to, like, you know, very specific football-related question. Um, but, but I suppose, like, in the aftermath of you departing, like, recruitment was this word that has was, was been mentioned a couple of times. I'm just curious, you mentioned, like, Keith Buckley, Derek Pander, and I think back to... Like you were such a long time at Bose. Like, I mean, it exceeds all the managerial averages around, you know, the world. So there was almost like a different phases of your time at Bose from the the start where you're just sort of scraping around what you can. And say like four or five years ago you had that sort of part-time team, but it, it seemed like there was just that great bond, like everything was everyone you signed fitted into it is recruitment different when the club evolves to the stage where you're suddenly you're signing full-time players you're able to go and maybe bring in players from places that you couldn't get them from before like is recruitment a different animal then compared to maybe what it was four or five years ago where maybe you're finding people around the league who you know they're going to slot straight into your environment that you've created there
0: people around the league plus young players coming back from the UK. Sorry, yes, of yeah, course, yeah. You, you know, using the, the network of contacts that I or would have and, you, you know, being involved in schoolboy football um, at St. Joseph's. The Joey's connection was big. Yeah, for, yeah. It, it was. It was very helpful when it came to identifying young, young talent and players because you'd have a fair indication of who the players were, be that, you know, coming back from the UK or coming through uh, at some of the schoolboy clubs um, yeah to answer your question um, it, it, it becomes increasingly difficult when you're going outside of what you know the league looking, looking for players and, and obviously then you, you know the the more successful we've been more money that we generate the more expectation there is on supporters so uh, for, you know, for 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 continued success, success to, to challenge for, for, for silverware, um, yeah, it, it, and you're working and you're operating in a diminished market. There's only so many players, uh, you know, that are going to bring you to maybe the you know the next level. Call it call it that. So, um, it it became increasingly difficult, and and you don't want to. One of our USBs uh, was the uh, the dress room. You know mm. was the camaraderie in the dressing room the spirit to get to togetherness um and i think we we had that for for so many years um you don't want to water that down you don't want to sort of um take that uh, you know what what was unique or not necessarily unique to bohemians but what was special about us at that time was mm. was the dressing room and it was very very difficult to try and you know, sometimes bring in players to fit into that culture, fit into to, to the identity, to understand the values of the football club, and um, yeah. So, so it became increasingly difficult, not impossible, because uh, uh, you, you know, there's there, I believe there's some good players at, at, at the club, mm. and and uh, they will uh, they will become good players in time, and they will improve, they will get better. Um, you know, but year on year, the 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 most stable clubs are the are, are the most successful clubs. Um, we unfortunately had a, a turnover of staff too often, too many, um, and like I said earlier, it, it probably became a rebuild too far. It would seem
2: um, at this at this moment in time, but. Well I that. Well, I'm just curious I'm just curious to follow up on that point like and it's something I've I've heard said since you've left you know that you know he, he, that you were almost doing too much on that side of things that like the football department of the club in terms of a full-time and staff sense was was you you know what I mean in the sense of now that's not unusual around the league right but you might look at Shamrock Rovers where I'd say if Stephen McPhail would probably do some of the stuff on contracts and certain discussions with players um but you could pick at other clubs or maybe that that's not the case. But like, were you trying to do too much there to some degree? Like you you were probably doing all the recruitment, a lot of the scouting, the due diligence on players, everything where you don't, there's not necessarily like within the board, say another football staff member or such that could do some of that, if you know what I mean.
0: Well, I think the structures at the football club are slightly better now. Um, uh, most certainly, since you know when I arrived at the club, there was myself and Lynn O'Neill.
1: Um, mm. oh, y- yeah. y-
0: you know, Lynn is a fantastic server, Bahamians has been there god knows how many years now. Um, y- y- you know, uh, the club have a COO, Daniel Lambert, now that that looks after a lot of the day to day. We've got the y- y- you know, uh,
2: administration in the in the staff, so the structures are slightly better. So, very good, but that's co- a lot of that yeah. is commercial. The- I mean, the club is thriving, mm. you-, you can see that, but in terms of the pure football. Yeah. side of the operation.
0: You're, you're probably going into the debate around sporting directors, director of football. Is mm. there a role for them in Irish football? And I think, you, you know, at a club like Bowe's, you could argue, yes, it, it, was, it was some... Um, it was a position that maybe, uh, uh, you know, over the next six, 12 months, year, 18 months, whatever it might be, um, they might look at uh, um, um, bringing somebody into that role. So to answer your question, I would have been involved in every layer of the football club for so long that therefore the football side of the business was was, was entrusted upon me, the board of directors that I had to report to from time to time. Uh, but essentially you were, you were given carte blanche, you know, they trusted your football opinion. Uh, they trusted you to to bring players into the club. Um, you know, time and time and time and time again that we we sort of reinvented. Um, you know, and and recruitment is the most, in my opinion, is the most important thing in any mm. in any in any football club. Mm. Um, recruitment the staff, recruiting the players. Um, you, you, you know, but I, I suppose I would be you know it would have been difficult for me to maybe work, on work, work with somebody in terms of a sporting director or a yeah. director of football um because of the extent of my involvement at the club um and like i said i was entrusted with the football side of, of, of the business and by and large i think we did a pretty good job like i said we've out- outperformed our budget year on year uh, until maybe the exception of this year where it became a little bit uh more difficult um and you know results probably ultimately have not been what we would would have liked so hopefully i've answered your question yeah no no though. no. i think i
2: think i think it does like i mean when you think of where the club was built from and it was with you there at the start with such a small staff that it would have been unusual you know how it would have been perceived if a sporting director was appointed sporting director generally they're, they're safe in any sort of the manager you know so I, I can understand the dynamic of that the, but it did appear like you were doing a lot you know and this seems to be yeah. as as I've heard this view said it may not be accurate but you were doing a lot of stuff that ideally that could be delegated but it's easily easy for us to sit and, and sit here and say absolutely that. absolutely a place you know. for
0: a sporting director or a director of football um at, 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 at the, the bigger football clubs there's no doubt about that um, you know, whether Bows were in that position to, to take on a sporting director. Remember, it costs a lot of money to run a no, football I know. club. Yeah. You know? and, and thankfully, the club is in a healthy position financially. Yeah, and certainly when you consider our benchmark at where we were. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the off-pitch stuff is, uh, is all well and good. I think, um, I think at times some of the on-pitch stuff... <laughs> You know, was was a little bit left in the in the shade. You know,
1: we, we how do you we, mean by that? We some we bloody good years. Yeah, only, <laughs> yeah, You, 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 you set know. the bar
2: high in 2020 by finishing second. I think I think For maybe we're the, we're the sense of underperforming. You said you, you don't like the reference to last year being underperforming, but it probably does come from the fact that you did come second. When was the Faro game? Was that 2020?
1: You know. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, like yeah, I know yeah. you would lost, but I mean it was a hell of a performance. I remember we were
2: fantastic in Europe. Yeah, yeah, both we were Really, years,
1: really, fair.
0: really good in Europe. And and Friday nights in Daily Mount became an an event. They did, um, yeah. you know, and not just because of the off-field stuff. Like I mean, we were playing some decent stuff. We saw the young, vibrant, energetic team. Mm. Some fantastic footballers. Where the supporters, like I said to you earlier on, identified with the team. They were proud of the team. They wanted to come to Daily Mount to get behind the team. Um, and that's changed slightly, but it, it was it was fantastic we finished second and uh, we finished third with the youngest team in the country um, and a lot of academy graduates a lot of players that were you know disillusioned with the game coming back from the UK and and, and we give them an opportunity mm. to come in and try and kickstart their careers again energise their careers again get them going again and, and, and thankfully we were able to do that for a long period of time and and uh, you know, players, uh, you know, like I said, came back from the UK, came through the academy, with a lot of young players that have gone on and hopefully we've uh, helped them in a small way uh, to, to hopefully go on to have long uh, longevity in their careers and, and, and fruitful careers.
2: Because people will talk about, I mean, the, the departures last winter, you said it's a rebuild too far as what you've said, like you lost some, some big players. Like I'm even thinking back to other seasons, you would have had to come out and face media, the likes of us, and, and sort of talk about you know, the the year ahead, is there any point that you were particularly frustrated sort of behind the scenes that we've lost this player, we've lost that player? Like, I'm even thinking you had the likes of Dylan Watts, who I think is your neighbour, isn't he? Or something at home and he comes home, he's gone. And that comes, that must become draining at a point where like you've got something, you think this is a team, this is a good team, but you're probably coming to the end of the season knowing I'm going to lose some of these. And like, that's difficult probably to, yeah. Pick yourself up again when you. People talk about building football clubs. You probably do licenses, and people talk about you building a team. But it must have been hard to put a positive slant on that yourself sometimes when you when you face those departures regularly.
0: Yeah, I, I suppose the toughest one was probably last year. It was a little bit demoralising to lose the amount of players that <laughs> we did. You know, yeah. Andy going to Rovers. Um, Losing your captain, vice captain, losing Anto Breslin, you know um, Andy Lyons—they were they were probably avoidable, um, you know. If I'm being mm. brutally honest with you, or be it that, you know, you can understand why people uh, want to to, to 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 play European football, to play, you know, at other clubs, to try a new uh, environment, a new challenge you Can understand that some of the players that we lost,
1: um, remember Georgie Kelly as yeah, you know, jo- he was, he was, before you signed him, Georgie Kelly was pretty much written off like by a lot of people, possibly including a lot of Bose fans. Like, let's be honest, well, and he didn't score in his first three or four games. We're like, what's Longer doing here? Yeah, and obviously, then it took off.
0: Well, Georgie and Rossi losing those, those, mm. that amount of goals out of your team, I think it was 35 goals. I think they brought to the team last year in, in domestic and European competition, so it's very, very difficult to replace mm. those guys. So, um. You, you, you know uh, yeah listen it, it can be demoralising um, to lose your best players having worked with them uh, Dylan Watts was with little exception he came back unlo- he alone. No, on loan from, from, from Leicester yeah. Dylan wanted to be in a full time environment we were paying 44-week wages. Sometimes at that time, maybe 40-week wages. We weren't... And and people talk about uh, full-time, part-time and that debate, morning-time training, the evening-time training the The ability to pay fifty two weeks is full time training. You know the time of the day that you train is mm. sort of irrelevant. Yeah. Um
2: Darryl Leahy, There was other players you lost other, on, on that. They're fantastic
0: uh, for us. Yeah. It was, it, you know uh, Daniel Kelly. You know mm. came in from. Yeah, Bray. they're the ones I'm
2: thinking of. Like you, you know, of, they go on and yeah. improve
0: be here other, all day. other other clubs, and we're 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 left to try and um, you know. Get get new players in to get new blood in to to sort of recruit well smart and get get the you know the young players in that you, you know recruitment is is the most important thing in football in my opinion to get mm-hmm. that right but it's very difficult as well there is a balance you know it can very easily go the other way um, and I think by and large my record on recruitment at Bohemians for the for the eight years that I was there. Uh, stands up I'll give of you course, a B plus on that of course there's going to be some 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 players that don't live up to expectation um, you, you know but by and large I think we, we we'll got say
1: a lot of, lot of things right Kirk Cobain I know you're into your music um, Kirk Cobain his line has always stuck with me like I love becoming famous hated being famous right and I've often thought as a League of Ireland fan I'll pr- if the League of Ireland eventually ever becomes big I'll kind of resent it because I supported it when it wasn't big and it, is there a feeling with Bose now that Bose this journey's been amazing, but they're trying to make the next step. And this is a long way of asking you: Bows are two points off the top half, right? You were in the cup when you left. This season has been I wouldn't say it's been a disaster, It seen it's been a little bit below par. Now you're dealing with Dundalk, Derry City, St. Pat's big budgets ahead of you and Rovers, obviously. When 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 you when you were let go, I was kind of thinking. Um, I thought it was harsh, but then the interview you gave after Pat's came, it to me, it sounded like you were a little bit exasperated yourself. So did you, did you feel like you were hard done by? Are you? Are could you see where they were coming from? After all these years, well, that's a good question, Johnny. Um, well you, I well mean, done. You sound
0: surprised, like what the hell? Well, are they? well, well Finally done. Finally got Johnny as well. It's so thrown into it. So bit it, of Kirk, Kirk. Cabane, yeah. Um, was I surprised? No. Was it uh, fair? I suppose the club decided to go in a different direction. Um, whether I agree with that or not is sort of irrelevant. Um, I I would, I would disagree with it, um, you know, but ultimately I've got to respect it. And, you know, um, I thought I had some credit in the bank uh, for the work that we had done previously, but, you know, uh, you can't live on yesterday. You can't live on... Uh, you know, eating bread is soon forgotten. So um, I suppose the club made the decision because they felt performances and results um, were not where we should be. We're not a million miles off, like you say, in terms of in terms of the the, the, the league table. You talk about budgets, and you know, uh, budgets are exaggerated or um, underplayed, underplayed or a little bit in this in this league. So uh, you know in my opinion we outperformed our budget for, for uh seven of the eight years. Let's put it that way.
1: Right. Last night I was uh, the you UK Golf started showing the office again, right? And my missus never watched the office, which seems really weird. And she's like she's I, I really like this. But last night's episode was when David Brent is basically let go and it's a comic relief episode and he's taken it back and he puts on a brave face. What's it like when you have that feeling God, if I'm I going to get a text or a call here, this could be the end. That must be horrible. Like, after the Pats game, for example, you're thinking, oh, shit, this could be it. Yeah, did
2: you know? That's what yeah. I'm curious, because the Rovers game was on the Friday, and I think the mm-hmm. timeline would have surprised people in some cases. I don't know. When you went home on Monday night or first thing Tuesday morning, were you expecting expecting something?
0: No. No, I wasn't expecting. Uh, I got the call at half nine. Um the following morning after the Pats defeat, which, you know, our first half performance was was terrible against uh, St. Pats. Um, Shambolic and I have to take responsibility for that. We changed our formation um, and it didn't work. Um, you know, and obviously results up to that point had been, you know, very, very mixed to say the least. So um, I've got it. I don't want to... I've got to be careful what I say here. You have good relationships with people. What I say, here. What, what I think Bowles is a supporters run club um, and, and the board operate as, as volunteers um, and, and the board are made up of, of supporters. So um, what what I would say is that six game into the season this year, we were in UCD Bowl and we drew one all away to UCD. Now, I understand and expect that um, you know bohemians are expected to to win uh, against ucd um but i felt the tone had changed um the sort of a, you know the 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 supporters are, who were quite rightly um in you know they can air their frustration in whatever way they see fit. They they pay their hard-earned cash to come watch the team pay. and and they're entitled to air their opinion and voice their frustration. But I felt there was a there was a change, um, you know, uh, and maybe that was because we we didn't get Europe the year before. We finished two points outside of Europe and penalties in the cup and penalties in the cup. You know, we we. Went through three rounds in Europe. We beat Pauca home. We gave we had some brilliant nights in the Aviva last year, but it was fine, fine margins. And I know people again that phrase. Uh, people don't particularly like that, but it was. We finished two points outside of Europe. We lost the cup final on penalties. Their goalkeeper pulls off a great save. Rory Feely half the ball was it over the line, and um, you know so we were very, very close to getting European football again. And maybe that would have. Um, you know, placated some of the, the the vocal supporters in terms of well, listen, we're still continuing to make progress. Um, you know, we great European run um, last year. We got to a cup final, really, really heartbreaking for everybody involved at the club. Uh, no more so than the players and the coaching staff who have put their life and soul into the club mm. to lose a cup final to not have that little bit of validation mm. in terms of silverware because. You know, we we'd worked so hard to try and get the club to a point. Remember, we'd been in a couple of semi-finals as well. Mm. Um, unfortunately, didn't get over the line, and then we lost the cup final. So uh, outside of Europe last year, but I suppose there was maybe that little bit of hangover from last season, which was brought forward, carried forward into this campaign. Mm. And I think you know some of the supporters were on us quite early. And um, you know, like I said, six game into the season, in UCD, and I felt. Something's changed, something's, uh, you know, different. I heard some of the chants around some other, other grounds, uh, which I didn't like from our supporters. Uh, mm. I've never seen a player get better, you know, um, when they're being berated by supporters. Mm. Now, again, they're entitled to their, to their opinion. But, um, you know, the connection that we had as a team... As a club, the identity that we had—it was always players and supporters together. We built that, and and uh, like I said to you earlier on, there was there was a couple of years where Friday nights everybody really enjoyed coming to watch. Bohemians play in Daily exactly. Mount Park and, and it was fantastic. We we didn't quite have that connection this year mm. Um, mm. and and for whatever reason is that turnover playing staff is there a little bit of apathy towards my reign at the club because I was there for so long mm. you know you are we looking over our up. shoulder mm. you know thinking what's going on across the road somewhere else or is the grass always greener mm. you, you know um, I didn't have a sense that I, I would be called to um you know, because remember, I, I, I had a contract, of a couple of years left on a contract. Yeah, all that you'd left a stuff. job
2: as well previously. A,
0: a, a I did. A previous job, you made, made a big
2: commitment to it. You I know, made so. a massive
0: commitment to it because, you know, ultimately I was selling myself too short then. Um, you know, I was, I was selling everybody short uh, because, uh, well, maybe not Bohemians because that's my passion, that's my vocation working for in football um, and being involved in football. But, you know, it, I, I was full-time... Um, uh, sales manager in, in, in another company, you were doing mm. eight, nine hours a day, then you're going into, into Bohemians. I'm trying to dodge phone calls in the office or on the road. I'm trying to meet players or meet uh, members of the board. I'm trying to, th- uh, you know, juggle a lot of things mm. in a part-time capacity. And thankfully the club supported me when I mm. when I made the decision. Um, you know, like I said, I was selling myself short, I, I, you know, I was selling my employer short, you know, um, trying to squeeze too much into a, to a, a packed day and, you, you, you know, the club supported me and um, they, I went into a, a full-time role and, and thankfully and hopefully I repaid them in some way because after that uh, we finished third, got Europe, we finished second, got Europe um, and, and we were progressing nicely on, on the field and, you know, it would have been, been really nice like you know, to, to flip it back to, to you know, what what the squad would look like if you were able to retain those players, you know, to keep some of those yeah. players. Yeah, yeah. We had a, we yeah. had a pretty decent decent side, and um, uh, and many many good players, good people as well, mm. uh, came through the club at, at that time. And you know, you know, like I said, I don't want to. I have to be careful what I say. No, I, uh, I
2: appreciate that completely. Yeah. I, I I suppose I'm thinking of the the summer and a couple of times after games, there was this big anticipation that. John O'Sullivan's come in and Josh Kerr has come in and when maybe around June time I remember we were probably talking to you after certain games and you had players sign, you couldn't play them they weren't eligible to such and such a date and I kind of wonder in your relationship with the club there was a sense of okay things aren't going maybe great early in the season we're going to sign these players in the summer signed a lot of players in the window like did though like did, did you expect it to click quicker or the, or was there almost an understanding? Some of these have been signed for next season, these players. So did you think I don't know, the rest of this season is an element of a transition in your head towards next year, if you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Um, the players were, were signed hopefully to to make the club stronger, to future proof us for 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 the following season for next year. Um, there was always a case that, you know, uh, because of the window in which we brought those players in, you know, some of them were in pre-season mode, some of them came in at the start of the window or, or and prior to the window training with, training with the team, and some came in slightly later in the window at various times in that window, so... Mm. Um, I would have liked to have worked with the players a little bit longer to, to you know particularly the new players but as a you know manager bringing them to the club enticing them to the club having those conversations with with, with endless conversations with players with agents uh, with the club negotiating to make sure that we try and uh, get these players in hopefully to bring and add value to the team and to, to make us better um, I think uh, you know that, that is a disappointing aspect. I certainly brought them in with the intention of working with them and being at the club. For more than um, two weeks, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, but, you know, people are... Maybe that's over-egged a little bit. Yeah. It's overemphasized a little bit. We, we It was a massive, massive... I've never had a window like it. Um, You know, we've had uh, con- continuous change at the end of seasons. Where, yeah, it was where highly you, unusual. You, it was were replenishing unusual. a lot of squads. We had 19 players come and, lead, uh, come and go from the club. And remember, and this... We lost Dawson Devoy. We lost Promise. Two-year outstanding young players. Dawson, how can I replace Dawson Devoy? Um, He's absolute quality. Absolute quality. You give ball to Dawson anywhere and he'll look after for you. Um, And those players in League of Ireland terms are few and far between. we brought in, I mentioned Jordan Flores, you know, has been a captain um, and potential leader of the club, and I believe that. Uh, great guy, massive, massive, massive ability. We brought him in at the start of the year because we felt we would lose Dawson one way or the other, mm. you know. There was links um, in January for Dawson. You know, it was only a matter of time before he left. We brought Jordan in mm. to, to effectively replace Dawson DeVoy. Um, you, you know, so, so we... Nineteen players coming and, li- and going from the club in that window. Um, some of the players went; the loans didn't work out. We lost Grant Horton, who mm. I, I think done really well for us actually uh, through a knee injury, and that was disappointing because we would have. It was a position that we were short in yeah. centre, centre half. Um, JJ McKernan one or two JJ students. didn't quite uh, he play enough I, I think he probably needed to be a little bit more patient than he would have got some game time he, he, he you know he probably wanted it to you know he thought it was going to maybe be something slightly different mm. um, and I think the expectation of academy players on League of Ireland needs to be um, you know they, it has to be uh, you know managed you, you mm, know and mm. I, I suppose only when they experience uh, the taste of first team football. League of Ireland's tough. It is mm. tough. It's not academy football, and mm. it's completely, completely different. And you've got to have the right animal in terms of in terms of player and their mentality to come and do well for Should you. So, so
1: just a, sorry, just a couple of questions before we we we'll have to get to the we've a, we've have a mailbag. mailbag. Bag some uh, yeah. A couple of questions um, for me. Just first of all, your dynamic with Trevor Crawley. Remember having a cigarette with you. Uh, outside, the, it must have been the PFAI Awards or the SWAI Awards, and I was kind of trying to wind you up and say, oh, Trevor Colley what an unbelievable coach, and you're like, I'm not bad either, you know, but uh, you obviously worked well the two of you together. John, you've got some memory. <laughs> I was, a, I was like, was the first time I met you, I, 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 don't, like,
0: I don't know whether yeah. that's uh, an accurate reflection of what happened to you. He, you, were, it was, you I'm were, paraphrasing. You yeah. were outside having a smoke. I was outside having some fresh air. You were actually sorry, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, yeah. and you, you, you were having water actually. You yeah, were yeah. trying to wind me up about about TC. Uh, uh, I don't know if I were, but I think you were
1: like, ah, come on, I'm not bad either. you work well together. I
0: don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember that. So Trevor is is. A brilliant, brilliant coach. Absolutely, you know, in my opinion, the top coach in this country, um, and a brilliant, brilliant guy. You know, an absolute um, pleasure to work alongside him for so many years. I brought Trevor to the club because I wanted the club to get better. I thought Trevor would add value and bring
1: his level of experience. He must be one of your better signers in one of your really good signers. Yeah, there's no, like-
0: there's no doubt about it. Mm. Trevor is absolutely fantastic, and that's why he's still at the at, at the club. Um, you know, highly regarded in Irish football, um, you know, by all, all the players that he would have worked with and also equally so the, the management staff. He's tough work, Trevor, at times too, you know. Um, um because he's very demanding, you know, very demanding and, and he lives in a black and white world and and when there's lots of grey sometimes that he can be. He works in a library, of, doesn't he? Yeah. So, you it's know, pretty black so and white. But, but brilliant in terms of um, you know, working side by side with Trevor on a daily basis, fantastic, great, great um, dynamic between us. Um and and we added to that over over time with with some of the staff that were were, were there, um, and I know on these shows it can be you know difficult to to try and remember everybody, but mm. but I remember um, back to the the, the survival phase, you, yeah. you know Dan talks about phases, you know early days Robbie Murray, mm. you know um, a, a guy that nobody will know outside of Bose, mm. um, he's actually a Shellborn supporter, but an absolute Brilliant, brilliant um, colleague to work beside would mm. would open the the, the the place up. First in, last to leave, look after the players really well. Be a sounding board. He was the the, the masseuse, the physio uh, at mm. the time. He'd look after the players, listen to the players, um, and and you know, Ramy Tang, uh, one of the sports scientists that we had. Um, who came back from the the UK? Haven't worked at Liverpool. Haven't worked at Celtic. Bring highly uh, uh, brilliant expertise, you know, and that added to our layer of performance. We had we had Key McCaffrey um, who came through our physio Paul Kerr. When Key McCaffrey um, was 18 months at Behemans, he's now head physiotherapy at Aston Villa in the academy. Mm. So we, we were able to we were able to produce a lot of players through our academy. We were able to bring coaches to, 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 you know, give them that experience, give them the opportunity. And, and we've helped, you know, both players and staff, you know, improve their uh, careers because we created that, you know, that environment where, you know, it, it is this facilitative environment where we challenge the players, we challenge the staff. But we try and support them in mm. in equal measure, so that so that we they can reach reach their potential, um, you know, on and off the, off the football off the football pitch. But listen, Trevor was to answer and to, to circle back on your question was a fantastic colleague to work beside over many years and a, a trusted friend.
1: What was your highlight then?
0: Um, Ross Tierney. <laughs> new goal in training last night was this. Uh,
2: so that, so no, was, just
0: oh, go uh, on. Go on. What, what uh, it was what about Ross? Uh, Ross is just a special human. Mm. So, as disappointed in all we were last year, not getting Europe and uh, not winning the cup. Uh, success for me last year was was the fact that Ross is uh, continued to play football, continued to be um, with us, um, and and the club how it helped Ross. Yeah. Um, uh, how we rallied behind him and his family, and and supported him in difficult times, and and that w- that was, um, I think that's a true measure of, of, of the Bohemian Football Club. Um, and how we looked after Ross, and and how the club supported Ross in difficult times, like I say. And I know he's been on this show, and and he spoke, spoke so well. I mean, yeah, and, and he's, he's a
2: young man, he's a parent, which I think is like yeah. two kids. I mean, I struggle. I can't with that. tell At you my late thirties. I don't know how you can handle it, and you're. I mean, really it's just 20. an extraordinary. Look, I can't you? tell you what the players call him <laughs> <laughs> in the dressing room,
0: but um, <laughs> <Yeah. you> know <laughs> So you you, you, you could imagine. I think. um, yeah, there was lots of different highlights. You know, Ross last year was special. Yeah, that's
1: know. a nice, nice one to pick, yeah.
0: Um, obviously, finishing second, finishing third. You know, that that year, I, it was a 2019 when we finished third, was a mm. special year as well because um, it, it saw the emergence of Ross Tierney. It saw the emergence of, of Dawson Devoy, Andy mm. Lyons, um, you know, so, some of those young players. When, we, you know, we came... We we were we were doing well in the league. We had lots of new players. Danny Mandrew came in. James Finnerty came in uh from, from, from the UK. I, again, we had a turnover of staff, but but the players clicked, the players gelled. We had we had a we had a good balance between some of the experienced players and some of the young, mm. hungry players coming back from the UK with, with, with the right mentality. The, that that year was special because um we finished third, we qualified for Europe, we were in a position where You know, results were going a little bit skewy towards the the, the final um, uh, third of the season. And and like I said, the emergence of Ross Tierney, uh, Mm. you know, coming into playing your team at 17, Dawson playing Mm. your team at 17. You know, from your academy, from your under nineteens, from your seventeens, they were brilliant. They were, yeah, They gave us. Absolutely. They gave us so much energy. They gave. They gave us so uh, so much energy, and they were the ones, along with the other lads, that were that were there, that were able to to get us over the line that year. So so that was probably a special year.
1: And yeah, that, that's a lovely one to pick out. And uh, yeah, if you haven't seen uh, Young Rossi's um, training grounds uh, strike, I think you'll see it very shortly. That was. It's already seen. No, a I think. Times. I think it's been all over yeah. the place. I mean, oh my god! Starting
2: the game. Is as well too but I think we're going to go to our mailbag time
1: let's go to the mailbag
2: hey what's the time it's mailbag time a big bag of electronic letters yeah so we Keith basically it's a special mailbag this week there's a lot of questions I mean all the questions are pretty much for you um and Keith Murphy sent a, a lot of uh, a lot of questions to us to be fair and he, I'm actually thinking he, he actually makes a reference to enough credit in the bank but he, he does ask here in his impassioned speech at the club's AGM a month before the sack, he said he didn't want to be remembered as an early man. Does Keats feel he has unfinished business in the league?
0: I think I said I didn't want to be remembered as an early manager at, at Bohemians. Mm. Um, probably amounts to the same thing, doesn't it? So, mm. um, do I have unfinished business? Of course, we all want to be successful. We all want silverware. That's why we're in the game. Um, but sometimes. You know, success is relative, isn't it? You know what I mean? Where we came from, where we, the, the journey that we were on, you, you know, th- yeah, we've disappointed over the last little while. Um, have I got an unfinished business in the league? I don't think I'm done. You know, I'm keeping an open mind in terms of what's next for me. Um, you know, I think I've got skill sets that would add value um, at many different levels at, at, a, at a football club. Uh, I think it's an exciting time to be involved in Irish football. Uh, The domestic game. I don't like that word, domestic, domestic, Mm. but the professional game in this country, Mm. you know, know, the supporters that are coming through, the attendances that are coming through. You know, a lot of clubs are on the up. There seems to be a a sort of... um, uh, you know there seems to be Vibrancy or something Yeah around the league, yeah maybe. You know I don't know whether it's a subculture or call it a, you know Johnny you said you, you don't want League mm. of Ireland to get, get successful what
2: you know You need to park that Johnny by I,
0: way. I, I, I That's not necessarily
1: that. what, I, what I said but I know You know I know you are a
0: be bit of yeah, a yeah. I think that's a yeah, I'm paraphrasing around. So yeah. I, I suppose the vision that we have or certainly I have for Irish football is, is modern fit for purpose stadiums where People, families can go and watch games. Supporters can go and watch games. They're sold out every week. You know, mm. they're they're watching a vibrant product on the pitch. With you know, uh, high quality football played by good, honest players, quality players. Um, you, you, you know, and it's sustainable. It's a sustain, sustainable professional football league where, you know, they. Young players don't have to jump across the pond. Yes, they can't go now because of Brexit. They have to wait a little mm. bit longer. All that type of debate has been has been uh, spoke spoke about, you know, uh, at, at length. But we would like to keep our best young players in this country playing in a
2: league that could offer them maybe a career uh, that they haven't had up to this point. Mm. It sounds to me like you're, you're taking many different roles. Are you sort of saying you could see yourself back in football, but not necessarily as a manager?
0: I, I don't want to rule myself out of a uh, out of a position as manager, uh, you, you know, because I'm not done on the sidelines necessarily. Yes. Yeah,
2: but you're open-minded to stuff that isn't. You're not just 100%. a manager only. Why wouldn't and such? you be? Why yeah.
0: wouldn't yeah. you be? Because yeah. there's only so many manager's jobs in this country anyway. You know, and, no, and, I and that. And the way clubs are looking at it now, and <clears throat> maybe with the support from the from the government and the FEI and all that type of stuff. Um, maybe structures at football clubs we looked at where maybe sporting directors director of football has become more commonplace Uh, I've dealt with all the different stakeholders over many many years uh, at a football club as manager you, you know and some of the some of the the conversations that I've had, some of the dealings that I've had, I've no doubt will stand to me over over time.
2: I, we've, I just will. I, I don't want to ignore people who message. Just a couple of them referred to topics that we've covered already. There was a question about the captaincy and Tyreek Wilson. So whoever asked that question, Keith has already dealt with it. Um, I will say as well, Lewis Brian Joe Heffernan and quite a few messages along this lines. Like Lewis, can you just please thank Keith for everything he did for us? He finished up too soon, so I want to reflect. There's some some nice goodwill in, from these messages too, which isn't always the case. when God, not at all, no. the, uh, Eric Donegan does he feel the cup final would have went differently had he not had a touchline ban and this is no reflection on Trevor Crowley or Anthem, but you're the manager you're not on the sidelines it must have been a, oh, I can just imagine the the frustration
1: watching a game like
2: Didn't that from um,
1: Stephen Kenny references in our live show? Stephen Kenny did actually yeah, yeah, Kenny, I actually forgotten about that and then I was thinking Kenny, yeah, you know, he's yeah. an
2: FBI employee but he did say he felt the ban was particularly harsh that's must be jarring you know
1: i feel like we're going over all ground well,
2: here it, in some way it does jar yeah. yeah
0: there's no doubt about it, it would a you, you know i got myself involved in a situation that i shouldn't have you know a couple mm. of weeks previous so um so i'm accountable for my actions so mm. and that was the the um the punishment uh to miss the cup final was was on a personal level disappointing um it would have been the highlight of my career at Bohemians. Mm. Had we gone on to to lift silverware, you know, would it have changed the outcome of the game? I'm not so sure. Um, you know, maybe it was made somewhat easier because the fact that we had three games prior to, in Europe in the Aviva, mm. you know. Um, but it was it was certainly a surreal experience to watch the game um, from a corporate box. I tried to hide out of the way of the cameras, but your senior your face pop up on the big screen and it, that was a little bit sort of, it was very su- surreal. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to be <laughs> anonymous here in the crowd, uh, you, you know, to try and watch the game and to try and get information to the sideline. But, you know, Trevor's an experienced coach, Derek, and you know, an experienced uh, football player. margins as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Fine margins. What else you got
2: oh, and Casey, did he feel let down by the way the Andy Lyons move was handled? I'm not sure what he's specifically referring to. I know... I don't know. he was training at you for a while and then he, he went to rovers so I, I, I don't know is there any ill feeling hanging over from that move in, in your head on a personal level with Andy no. no no
0: absolutely not. Andy made it very clear that he wanted to play in the UK um you know, I suppose we'd done this little dance uh, before. Myself, Andy, his um, representatives of the club, uh, on a number of occasions where, you know, he left it uh, uh, late in the day to try and, you know, uh, to commit to, to, to the club. Um, we probably felt that it was probably something similar, you know, uh, this year, you know, where we would eventually land upon agreement and get Andy to sign, mm. you, you know, because... Um, like I said, he made it clear that his intention was to, to go and play in the U, in the UK. So um You're thinking that's his next step from Bose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um but at the same time, it's understandable for Andy mm. to, to move to Shamrock Rovers and, and that may not be nice for some of our supporters to hear, but the, the reality is this. They were in Europe. They're offering full time football. They're offering more money than, than we could could offer. Um, I suppose it would have been
1: <clears throat> easier. He had like twelve odd games in Europe already this season, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Like well, I 10, think ten games or so.
0: I think the retention rules and all that have changed now mm. to yeah, to avoid situations like this happening mm. or reoccurring in the future. So it wasn't Andy's fault. It mm. was the nature. Of, of where things were. Andy has to do the right thing for Andy Lyons. Fair enough. He's a good kid. He played over a hundred times for Bohemians. He great, great, great service to the club. Um, and I think we helped Andy in his development. Mm. Yeah. And he's gone yeah. on, he's had a fantastic season at Shamrock McGovers. And he'll go to Blackpool in, in January. Ultimately, that's where his ambition, um, uh, you know, to play in the, at the highest level. Um, of the game and that's where Andy would like to be
2: we've a couple more We're against the clock so um, just one last pose One is like what was your favourite night in Daily Men Daily Men specifically
1: doesn't need to be a pitch could have been in the middle bar after as well Damien <laughs> Dempsey or something <laughs> like
0: that I didn't go too often to the uh, bars believe, believe, believe
2: it or not well, yeah, smoked a, as well. But Bohemian, vi- Bohemian villain does ask ask him about walking around the Odie and topless smoking a cigar yeah <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> that's obviously a reference to another another night. Did, did Oscar Brennan mention that? Bring in his, me back uh, to the first question. In his, oh, it's, it's the, the, the first, first <laughs> your, <laughs> favorite, <laughs> your favorite, your <laughs> favorite night in Daily Man. I,
0: I've got a great personality, Dan. That's you know. Yeah. I know. Don't, <laughs> don't, be, a, don't, don't really be afraid to show Don't be afraid to show your personality. Uh, you know, so. Yeah. Um, uh, my, I can tell you what my my, my worst night in daily element was. Um, okay, the twenty seventeen semifinal, um, mm. eighty seven minutes. What was the, the was the Darlington? Oh, game. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, Come on, harsh decision. Okay, okay. so so p- paint the picture. We we have referee uh, referee's assistance we have the forward official and now for the semi-final we've got the additional assistance behind the goal so eighty-seven um, minute we've controlled the game uh, we're winning 1-0 and um, We were in brilliant vein of form. We were, you know, the team were flying. Cork were wobbling as well. Cork were were, were, weren't. um, Well, it it was just at the end of the the era between Dundalk and and Cork when they dominated those two clubs, particularly Dundalk. Eighty-seven minute. Dara, is it the, the boy that plays for Saint Maryn? What's uh, McCarthy?
2: Conor McCarthy. Conor McCarthy.
0: Um, is he still at Saint Maryn? Yeah, He's but, got the Barnsley now. Okay, yeah. so he kicks the under uh, the 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 base of Dara Lee's foot, mm. and the assistant behind the goal who are never there, you know, uh, calls the referee's yeah. attention and gives the penalty, and we end up drawing the game one all, losing the replay down in Cork. Um, you know, the following Monday, on uh, front of an unbelievable tra- traveling support, I suppose the 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 best night in 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 Daly Mount probably would be uh, the cup semi final win last year. The, the 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 late winner by Georgie, I yeah. think that was pretty special uh, last year. Obviously, it would have been you know even more special had we gone on to lift the cup. And then there's, there's some other nights around um, some of the derbies, which
2: are fantastic memories that will live with, live mm. with you forever. Um there's actually another question which completely different but uh what's the best manager you've played under who's the best manager you've played under
0: Um I suppose they're all unique in their own way um Brian Brian Kerr would 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 put, would be the standout to me mm. um in terms of you know going back to that era His detail, his knowledge of the game, his knowledge of the opponents, I think it was something slightly different than I, you know, would have played under Dermot at Dundalk. And Dermot was fantastic. Dermot was... um, you know real old school, very demanding. Um, you know, you knew where he stood with them in, in no uncertain terms. Mm. And prior to that, obviously, I had Lou McCarry and Chick Bates at, at, at Stoke, they were taskmasters. Now, you have
1: his grandson playing the League of Ireland, yeah, like, yeah.
0: Wow, no, it's, it, it, it's yeah, it is pretty mad. Like, there were all like I would have learned off all the managers, Pat Devlin at Bray. Um, you know Brian, Brian, and the father-in-law, and, and, of course, Pat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, he's still going strong, <laughs> isn't he? So, yeah. um, you, you, you know, all very unique characters. All have their own personality. All have their own attributes. But if you're asking me, one, it would probably, like I know, I'd play for Pat Dolan probably more than 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 Brian, I'd play for Liam Buckley in, in the short spell played with Liam Buckley, played for Liam Buckley at St Pat's, um, in a very successful St Pat's team. You know, all all different Pat and brought the game on a little bit, yeah. I think, in terms of 100. You, you know, and 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 at that time there was a brilliant rivalry between ourselves and and, and Shelbourne, mm. um, you know. So, but if you're if you're if if I'm to nail the colours to the mass, it would have to be Brian.
2: Uh, I think we've come full circle here because Rory does ask, does uh, does keep remember that free kick he scored for Dundalk and Galway? Is that the goal year? 1995. Jim, do, I mean, do you remember this? Do you remember scoring a goal in Galway? you remember Johnny
1: I wasn't even a fan I only became a fan the year after <laughs> genuinely yeah so
2: he'll tell you all about it now it's on your Wikipedia page which by the well, way well the dog went probably uh, those black and white quartered shirts that you were or was that maybe a year or two earlier I'm trying to yeah, think Yeah, um, yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Uh, do you remember is this a stick in your head at all or? well I only scored two
0: goals so they're not
2: <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> they're not two. what was the other
0: one it was, it was a free kick uh, against Shells uh, oh, okay. we were 2-0 down at home to Pats and um, I was left on the bench and, um... Uh, Pat brought me on at halftime Pat Dolan brought what me on at halftime say, yeah. And I stuck going into the top corner So a just, hero. I yeah. just gave him the the, the the shush The, the
2: shush Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Imagine uh, me telling Pat so, I mean Of all the managers To tell the shush I mean It's <laughs> just difficult I don't think I played again That
1: so. <laughs> That was the end of that yeah, Two okay. goals But it wasn't uh, Yeah Two goals One of them was in
0: turn Oh left. no I got one in the In a in League Cup game I think Up in Monaghan so Update your Wikipedia <laughs>
1: page Um can't forget that Billy Baxter probably manager of Bond at the time. another character it's been brilliant having you in yeah I really appreciate you uh, uh, the fix we have tried to get longer on before but I always had some excuse so we had to get somebody else and I, I I don't know I think you've made up for it though um and we wish you all the Can best Can I give you a little bit of certainty on that Johnny it uh, wasn't
0: it's not a personal thing I just uh, no. trust me
1: it's not I never
0: yeah.
2: thought
1: it was <laughs> no, actually I actually didn't I always always had the cracks I remember um yeah I always 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 enjoyed it But that. you were careful yeah. with your media stuff too right I was, was. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I felt it was inappropriate as manager to come on to something like this I think It's now, not that easy to get managers now I'm telling you yeah. you're not you're not on, on your own at all uh, So now it's 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 a little bit easier where I'm a little bit freer to you know, express an opinion or be it that I, I, you know um, some of my opinions might differ to that's fair Did you know, feel
2: you're, so. you're in danger of like giving ammunition to people if you were doing that or just sort of talking too much if you know what I mean like wrapping yourself into discussions you didn't want to get into as the manager of a football yeah. club
0: Well I think I'm 48 um, so 50 next year I'm 48 <laughs> Jesus. Um and why, why so I I I think in this era, in this age, we, we you know, um, a lot of people talk about what they do. Um, and I'd like to see your actions speak for you rather than coming on and trying to spout this and spout that and tell people what I've done and look at me and all that type of stuff or whatever. I mean, maybe that's not maybe a bad thing. No, I, I, appreciate, I appreciate what you're saying. So I'd, yeah. rather, I'd rather let your body of work and let your work speak for you as opposed to, and particularly when you're in a position, you, you, you know, in the league where... You know, it's dynamic, it's changing results, you know, personalities, all that type of stuff. So I just feel this was probably more appropriate, you know, now that I'm out of work. Um, potentially
1: looking for work. Um, you, you know, let's see what the future will bring. It's amazing, you look, can forward watch to, I look
2: forward to having Keith on with us again next <laughs> yeah. week.
1: Um, hey, it's, it's amazing you can watch like Doctors, Shortland Street, like the Golden Girls, Wonder Years, and it's only 12 o'clock. I mean, it's great having the lifestyle that uh, entails not working very much. at Lone versus Longford, uh, Keith's old club in the El Clasico, uh, Treaty versus Galway United. Um, which is fascinating. Treaty obviously going to the Cup. Go United desperately needing to win to keep a little bit of pressure on Cork City. Watford, uh, who will be hosting Shells and what's going to be a blinding game. Uh, they play Cove Ramblers. Wexford v Bray Wanderers. Keith's old club as well. Another old club of Keiths. St. Pats v Derry. Can't wait for that, actually. I'm going along to that on Friday night. Um, Bose v UCD. Dundalk v Drogheda. Um, Dundalk probably needed a break as much as anyone did. And Finn Harps v Shells. Sligo Rovers, Shamrock Rovers uh, on Saturday I think that's us that's
2: it, uh, Who wins the Cup, Keith?
1: Actually, just before that very, very briefly right, this has been put to me if Shells don't get the Cup Final I, I reckon Shells and Waterford is 50-50, give or take say if it's a Derry um, Waterford Cup Final cost a living stuff like is it going to cost an arm and a leg for people to stay over will the Cup Final be, crowd be anything like last year in your view? If it's Derry Waterford, it's it'd be, shells, yeah, yeah, it'd be
0: difficult. It'd yeah. be difficult for sure. Um, Derry will bring great support, so mm. Waterford, but it'll be a, it'll be difficult. Yeah, it'll be, it will be difficult. Who wins the cup? It's hard to look beyond Derry, isn't it? You, you know, uh, Waterford have been exceptional. Um, mm. In in I I, I I saw them play against St Pat's. I thought they were really good. I saw the game against them, Dock. I thought. They've got some special players. They've got some talented individuals. Um, manager has come in under the radar a little bit and done a really good job mm. uh, at, at Waterford. You can't look, you know, Shelburne are really strong as well. Like To be fair to Damien Duff, the job that he's done has been has been really, really good. He's Would got, you say that, Jeff? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah 100%. Why wouldn't you? He's getting yeah. the most out of that group of players. He, in fact, he's getting an extra percent or two more out of those players. Um, and, you know, they're well-organised, they're aggressive. They actually remind me of some, of some of the early teams that we ha- had in Bowes,
1: which is... Um, uh, uh, you, you know he's I, great for the league isn't he like I mean just the, the stuff he comes out with his presence on the side I used to sometimes find myself just watching him at games you know you weren't bad either obviously <laughs> Oh <No, laughs> well uh, listen it's Damien Duff to be fair like.
0: yeah it's Duffer he's played over 100 times for, for Ireland and um, you know he was probably the outstanding player of his generation mm. and uh, and he's an intriguing intriguing <laughs> character he's earned his stripes in my opinion uh, Damien um, he owes the game nothing in this country um and you know the job that he's doing at Shelbourne you, you know from from the outside looking in him and Joey O'Brien you know uh, they're bringing that professionalism um to the game he's created this sort of um, mentality siege mentality the team um I've done exceptionally well uh, disappointed obviously with um the Bo's performance in the quarter final which which uh, wasn't acceptable um but you know, I think Damon is is is, is great addition to this league, um, and whether he goes on to uh, other uh, ventures outside of Ireland to test himself, maybe at a different level. Um, you know that's again. I'm not here to to, to speculate Absolutely. or talk about Damien Duff.
2: your father-in-law played a part in Damien Duff's life as well, too, didn't he? So devil and yeah, yeah we <laughs> a thing when they were younger, yeah. When yeah. Duff was that's younger,
1: that's yeah. a good a good uh, way to finish it up because Joey O'Brien, Joe, you mentioned the, the the game was so boring. Rover, rovers and shells. Graham Burke was booked. Basically in front of the show, Joey O'Brien had a go at him. Berkey turns around, like, not not, not able to believe. It. He just goes, would yeah, fuck off? You would have done the same thing yourself. And it was you could hear it because it was just like, that That sometimes, it was like the old COVID games. You could actually hear everything. There's just no. You atmosphere. can hear too much. Sometimes you can, but uh, I think they probably had a laugh afterwards. Keith, it's been brilliant having you on. Thank Thanks you. a million. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back uh, next week with Keith Long. <laughs> <laughs> I and mean, we'll be back the following week with Keith Long as well. If not, we'll talk to you next week.